WebmasterRadio.fm. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. This is Monty Khan. Welcome to Domain Masters. Uh, I first want to thank uh, Victor Pitts for taking over for me last week while I was uh, traveling. I uh, wanted to let you know we're going to have a great show tonight. Um, we're going to talk to the folks at the uh, one of the uh, largest .ca registries, uh, registrars uh, up in Canada. There are currently um, 690,000 .ca names registered, which ranks uh, the Canadian country code, I think, 11th or 10th or 11th in the, uh, in the world in terms of country codes. The Canadian Internet uh, Registry Authority, CIRCA, has strict Canadian presence requirements uh, for registrants in order to protect the best interests of, the Canadian, of Canadians in the CA registry. However, many non-Canadian uh, residents do have uh, domain names by simply incorporating in Canada. So we're going to talk about uh, a lot of the Canadian, um, um, a lot of the uh, .ca uh, domain names that have sold and some of the .ca rules and regulations. Uh, .ca is becoming a very popular uh, extension both for traffic monetization and also in domain sales. There's been a couple uh, top sales recently sold. Uh, one in particular has uh, been a portfolio of 393 domain names that, which sold for $1.5 million dollars recently, and uh, retirement.ca was uh, ranked number 13 on DN Journal's top 20 list last week. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I also uh, have another great guest online tonight, which is uh, Jason Kabinsky. Um, He's a 32-year-old domain entrepreneur, has a portfolio of several thousand domain names as well. And uh, we had some nice interaction with him, or at least my folks did, at uh, some of the at one of the conferences recently. So uh, we're going to learn some tips and tricks on being successful with domain names again this week. And uh, we look forward to a great show. We're going to break for a couple commercials and be back on with uh, webnames.ca, uh, particularly John Demko and um, Robert Lewis, who uh, are part of uh, that organization. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domains. Stay tuned. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today a rose by any other name would still be the same move over 
for Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Captain's log, Stardate 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis. But you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now, all y'all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. <laughs> Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters. Now, here's your host. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm very excited to have um, a very important guest uh, who uh, actually helped found the .ca registry, uh, John Demko and also Robert Lewis, both of which uh, are from webnames.ca. John Demko founded the .ca top-level domain name uh, domain and served as as uh, registrar and chair of the CA domain committee from 1987 uh, to 2000. Um, John also was inducted into the Canadian Internet Hall of Fame and recognized by the Prime Minister as one of the founders and builders of the Canadian Internet. So, uh, John, uh, are you on uh, online? Um, hello, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, nice to nice to have you on board. Uh, you're like uh, you're like an icon in uh, in uh, Canada for helping uh, getting the internet up and running. I guess, huh? Well, I was involved. There were a lot of people that that worked on it, but uh, certainly I was. Uh, it was it was a it was a great honor and privilege to be part of that back then. Yeah, definitely. And um, .ca names uh, uh, obviously um, aren't uh, known to be that popular here in the United States, except for those of uh, of which are are my listeners, which are domain um, uh, gurus and webmasters and SEO guys uh, that also uh, understand and recognize how important .ca names uh, are and have been. As a matter of fact, some of the best-performing domain names in uh, in our traffic monetization system at trafficclub.com are .ca names. So uh, I guess this is because uh, out of 
uh, natural, um, I guess, uh, reaction, uh, Canadian citizens type in a .ca name before they type in a .com. Is that correct? I think that's a, that's a fair statement. The the, uh, uh, the registry for .ca, the Canadian Internet Registration Authority, has done some surveys on, on this, and, and it turns out that that Canadians, and, and I can imagine this would be the case in the United States and in you know England and and uh, Japan and so on as well. They they tend to uh, to try first uh, domain names that are that are particular to their country. Yeah, so yeah, we make, we see that as the as we're getting more global. Um, you know, .dot com was mainly a United States created commerce extension, and so uh, it's known to the United States uh, uh, users more so than anyone. And uh, uh, it's obviously panned out in Europe that uh, people in Germany are typing in .e first, and people in uh, the UK are typing in .co.uk uh, first, and obviously uh, in, Can- in Canada they're probably typing in uh, .ca either as much or, or first as .com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved at the very beginning, at the very beginning of the foundation of this thing back in, uh, back in 1987. Um, wh- how did this come across your desk? Uh, I was involved with some research-oriented networking back then. I was at the University of British Columbia, UBC, in, uh, in Vancouver. And, and there were, at the time, this was before the Internet had really taken hold, and, and some of your, uh, you and some of your listeners may re- remember back to some of those days when there was something called UCP, and there was BitNet, and there was CSNet, and the high-energy physicists had their own network and so on. And, and things weren't so straightforward as far as uh, trying to be able to send email from someone on one network to someone on another network. And I saw the, the domain name system, the DNS, as a possible way to act as kind of a lowest common denominator to be able to provide a common naming scheme for people on these diverse networks to use. And that was one of my interests in that. And as it turns out, we all know that the Internet kind of won. And, and, um, but, but initially it was this div- great diversity of, of networks that had different syntax and different semantics for their, for their host names and for their email addresses that was getting this started. Now, now, did you have did you have insight on what was going on in the United States with .com and .net at the time, um, and this helped uh, the Canadian infrastructure get started, or was this a separate effort, um, unrelated whatsoever to what was going on here? I, I was, I, I and some others, I think, were certainly watching closely what was going on uh, by reading RFCs and by learning about the domain name system and and the bind software. Uh, uh, Paul Maka Petrus and, and others. So there was certainly a lot of guidance, and I think you can see a certain amount of evidence in that, in that um, if you look at, at some of the top uh, popular uh, country code TLDs, like in particular in Japan and in the U.K., you'll find that uh, it's not that common to have second-level domain names registered under there. Instead, they have uh, a, a small number of, of second-level domains, like co.uk, and, and ac.uk for academic community. And that, that's, in, in a way, just a translation of the top-level uh, generic TLDs, like com. Uh, instead of using .com, they decided to use .co.uk. And, and so there were others, I think, around the world that were also looking at this really closely and, and, and following what was happening in the, in the United States. I see, I see. And so what did, um, um, when, when Canada started coming online, what, uh, what kind of um, infrastructure had to be put in place to support such a, you know, a, um, you know, a new way to communicate on the web? There were, there were things going on uh, regionally and then, and then gradually nationally. And that, that it's, and again, it mirrored 
some of what was happening in the United States. In the United States, there were regional networks starting to spring up around the country, and in Canada, there were also regional networks starting to spring up in the different uh, regions of the country. And then, and to parallel what happened in the United States, there was NSFNet that w- was kind of the one of the first big national backbones for the internet. And in Canada, it was called CANet, and it happened to be just a few years later than NSFNet. But uh, we basically. Uh, uh, Tried to do some innovative things, but also tried to watch really closely what was going on elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Now, talk to us a little bit about some of the restrictions. Uh, Canada, the, the .ca country code is a pretty restricted extension. Um, it reminds me of uh, of um, you know the .eu extension uh, in terms of having to have presence, uh, having to be from um, Canada. But there's ways, I guess, uh, people are working around that by establishing um, local corporations in Canada, but still being able to operate outside Canada. Is there, what are the particular reasons by protecting the integrity of that extension versus kind of opening it up to the market a little bit and having the, you know, the, the registry make a little bit more money but also have people, uh, give people more of a chance to get some good top quality domain names in that extension? Yeah, you, you're right. There's certainly more than, than one way to do these kinds of things. And I think part of the, the reason that, that the .ca domain developed as it did is, is historical as much as anything. The the initial rules for .ca were set back in the 80s, and this was before the uh, internet was commercialized. And and it was very common then to have rules like only one domain name per organization. And this this was true in for a lot of TLDs, not just for .ca. And um, when the time came to uh, recognize that the .ca domain registry was something larger than I could manage and my little volunteer committee could manage on our own, and we started to make the transition to uh, this nonprofit organization, CIRA, uh, which had uh, had the sponsorship of the Government of Canada and so on, to put the whole thing on a, on a more solid legal and financial footing. One of the things that, that we did was we did some uh, uh, surveys and, and we got some public input from Canadians, and one of the strong bits of feedback that we got was that the, it was felt that Canadian presence uh, was important for the .ca domain. It's not to say that it has to be that way forever, but that's certainly the way it is now. And there, the, and historically, and and I think up to now, there's uh, has been a lot of uh, support for having that those kinds of restrictions. So uh, the you know it's basically fairly straightforward. You need to be either a Canadian citizen or a permanent resident or a corporation. There's a list of a few other things, or have a trademark registered in Canada. And it, and I think the the main possibility, and maybe I could get uh, 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 Rob Lewis to speak to this as well, would be to uh, have a corporation uh, incorporated in Canada, and that gives you the the in to register domain names under .ca. Right, right. Now. Um, do you see these kinds of um, regulations and restrictions um, letting up in the future, or do you think it's just going to stay status quo as we move down and, and the Internet continues to expand and evolve? Um, knowing what you know from the past and knowing where the Internet's going and how the markets are opening up, uh, do you feel that it's it's a good decision to still protect this type of integrity uh, with the .ca extension, or do you feel that it should be uh, opened up to um, you know some of the folks outside? Um, I can see, actually, you know, honestly, I can see both sides to it. Uh, as to whether it be whether it be how possible it is or how likely it is, one of the good things about uh, the .ca registry is that is that the membership really has a lot of say in in how it runs. Uh, uh, the board of uh, directors for the organization is elected by the membership, and the membership is basically uh, anyone who has a .ca domain name can also, if they wish to, become a member 
of 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 Syria and vote in the in the elections. So so it's it's uh, pretty close to being a democratic organization. So if it turns out that enough people uh, who have .ca domain names would like to to change the rules, then they can, and they have from time to time. Now, whether a, a major change like uh, opening up the domain would be contemplated, I I don't have enough of a, a good enough crystal ball to be able to 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 know about that. Okay. Now, what happens with um, with some of the trademark uh, situations um, uh, regarding .ca? Uh, I mean, obviously, we know as uh, uh, for having uh, TLDs or GTLDs here in the United States and also worldwide, those that um, that have those extensions. If there's trademark claims, is there a similar procedure that's followed? What what are the procedures that's followed if uh, if there's a trademark violation? Do you still go through a, a WIPO type scenario? There is uh, a dispute resolution uh, process for for Canada. It's not. Exactly the same as UDRP, but uh, but if you just take a look at the Syria.ca website, you can find a pointer to it. It's it is uh, a little bit less oriented to. Uh, I'm not sure this is an oversimplification. It's 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 not. Um, it might be fair to say that it doesn't sort of lean uh, in favor of trademark holders quite as strongly as as UDRP does, but in a lot of respect, respects, they're fairly similar. I see. So, so one may one may interpret that as saying that um, a Canadian citizen organization might have a better chance of protecting what they've registered versus somebody coming in and claiming that they've registered it in uh, in violation of a trademark. Right, and and uh, that's probably a fair statement. And and it might be easier for you to hold on to uh, you know xyzsucks.ca domain name in the face of, of pressure from the holder of the xyz trademark because of because of. Uh, Greater freedom of speech uh, um, yeah. rules and regulations in Canada, or, or what's the reason behind that? It's, it, it's more to do with the way the uh, just the way the the it's called CDRP rather than UDRP uh, for the Canadian Dispute Resolution uh, Policy. It's just written that way that it, it gives uh, you need to there the um, the basis for a complaint and the basis for a decision is it, those uh, the rules for deciding are tighter under CDRP than they are under UDRP. I see. What about like a misspell of uh, Google, though, or something like that? I mean, uh, that, that wouldn't stand as much of a chance. Um, uh, I, I guess I'd have to look, but, but uh, I, 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 think, I think basically the trademark holder might have a little more, uh, more of a challenge on their hands holding on to a domain name or getting back a .ca domain name than they would getting back a .com domain name. Oh, that's, uh, that's very interesting. That could uh, give some, uh, I guess, some advantages depending on what kind of names are being registered and, and so on and so forth. Now, is there is there limitations now uh, about how many names one can uh, own or, or use no, in the no. .ca extension? No, no, there there were back in the day, but uh, but that so now was you one can of order the... as many as you want. Sure. What is um, what's the general cost structure? Um, of between the registry and registrars with the .ca extension. Hey, Monty, it's Rob Lewis now. Yes. Um, oh, hi, that Rob. Ranges. Uh, We've uh, got uh, Rob is the director of marketing for, uh, for webnames.ca and is, uh, you're responsible for basically all aspects of sales, marketing, and, uh, and business development. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So and, I was just uh, asking, um, uh, John, uh, kind of like the cost structure of a .ca name for those that aren't familiar with it. What, uh, is it similar to .com pricing for uh, the general public? Uh, very similar, yeah. In, in Canada, we also have a series of uh, low-cost uh, registrars similar to you, uh, the way you guys do it in the States. And um, certainly webnames.ca is considered a, a premium uh, domain name registrar, so we provide some additional services that kind of justify a higher price. 
but our, our customer base is really a mix of, of corporate customers, small business people, and domainers. So there is some flexibility on pricing as well. Um, as far as um, the registry fees, I believe the registry fee for Sierra is six fifty, or maybe it's eight fifty. It's eight fifty. So that's kind of the, the base price. Nobody really goes below say ten dollars for a, a .ca name in Canada. Right, right. And now uh, the Canadian dollar is almost worth the same amount as a U.S. dollar right here. Yeah, it's getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems to be about spending the same. Definitely, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the organization, about uh, webnames.ca, and uh, kind of the, uh, the the additional services you guys do offer. Sure. Uh, webnames.ca was started back in 2000, shortly after uh, uh, John Demko kind of spun off um, the registry to CIRA. And, and how, uh, how, before you get going, how many... CA registrars are there in the in, in in all of Canada that you know of? There's about a hundred. Okay, and, about um, Okay, yeah, it's very similar to the to the doc, uh, to ICANN and the dot com uh, registries. There's some that don't actually have a storefront and don't actually sell anything online. They're just uh, uh, just registrars that don't actually do anything. Um, but um, we're based in Vancouver, and uh, certainly there's um, a numerous registrar, registrars in uh, on the west coast of Canada as well as uh, back in the east. And uh, we've been doing this for six years. We've got about 100,000 domain names under management, about 40,000 customers across Canada. And as I mentioned before, it's an interesting mix. We've got a lot of uh, corporate customers that have uh, large portfolios, and a lot of these companies are international companies that are protecting their Canadian extension. Uh, we've got a bunch of small business customers that uh, quite often buy other products like hosting from us. And then we've um, had some domainers uh, Kind of in our uh, in our uh, group of customers for years now, and uh, even more of those are coming on board uh, now that this market's growing. So let let me ask you some really um, um, uh, some real direct questions regarding sure. some of the things that are going on here in the United States, uh, and particularly with some of the registrars across the world with uh, domain tasting or testing they call it. Um, that is uh, registering a domain name and being allowed to delete it after they do a little trial in terms of traffic. Uh, is that allowed in the .ca uh, realm at all? Can you register a um, .ca name for a certain amount of days and be able to give it back without being charged for it? Uh, no, you can't. Um, it's certainly not the same as um, what we've seen in the States with uh, domain tasting. Um, you, certainly if you were to, if you're dealing with a registrar and you uh, mis, misregistered a name and uh, because of a misspelling, you could probably get them to refund it and have it reversed through Sierra. But there isn't domain testing the way, the way there is in, uh, with, the, with the .com market at all. Um, what about uh, change of ownership uh, of one? Um, well, tell me how the is, is it pretty open and free to change owners if there's domain sales and transactions going on? Yeah, no problem at all. We actually just recently had uh, two of our customers complete a transaction which we handed all the transfers uh, transfers for, and um, there's a, there's a process that uh, goes through Sierra with with multiple confirmations, but it's uh, very similar to how dot coms are transferred, uh, probably a little more detailed, but simple to do. And is there extra cost for that, or is that uh, free with the registration? Um, most registrars just charge a, um, a transfer fee, which includes a one-year renewal, so it's essentially free. Okay. And is there a minimum, um, when you register a .ca name, you can register it for just one year? Is there a minimum two years to start? No, a one year up to about 10 years. Okay, so almost the yeah. same thing as .com. Mm-hmm. Um, what other types of um, unique restrictions or or unique advantages are there with .ca's that uh, that those that are listening may not know about? Well, as John mentioned earlier, there is uh, a certainly Canadian presence requirements, which uh, we get questions about all the time. I was down at the uh, traffic conference in Las Vegas and met quite a few um, U.S.-based domainers that were very interested in, in registering .ca names, and uh, there is a way to to get around that, and it involves incorporating in in a province in Canada. 
Um, um, do you guys help out with that, or uh... we we don't do it. Our, we don't help out directly. Um, certainly, we can introduce people to uh, appropriate lawyers, or or even there's a couple online services that can help you incorporate. And um, depending on what province you do a, do it in, you may not even need to have uh, a Canadian director or even a uh, physical location in Canada. So there's there's ways to work around that. Certainly, when you're looking at incorporating, you're looking at spending probably up to five hundred dollars. So it's not worthwhile if you're only registering a couple domain names. But if you've got a <coughs> Large, large portfolio in mind, then uh, it certainly was worthwhile. Right. Now, there's been a couple larger transactions that have occurred in terms of domain sales uh, uh, with the .ca extension. I believe they were both um, kind of under your watch, um, yeah. although you guys don't sell domain names, but, but uh, they, the transactions actually occurred uh, from your registrar, and that was, uh, I guess, a, a portfolio of almost 400 domain names that sold for the Yellow Pages group uh, that was yeah. uh, worth about $1.5 million. It actually was a transaction for, I believe, 389 domain names, and it was had that all the transfers were handled by us um, because both customers, uh, both both the parties were our customers. So it was the Yellow Pages group that purchased these domain names from uh, a domainer that's been a client of ours for a while um, called emall.ca, and that was a transaction for $2.5 million. So it was certainly uh, groundbreaking as far as transactions in Canada and got a lot of press. Uh, what, um, what, now, what kind of names were in the portfolio? Just give me a couple examples. Um, there was a lot of uh, kind of two-word two generic terms, but some of the uh, highlighted names were maps.ca, autos.ca, attorneys.ca. Uh, the Yellow Pages group's got um, a strategy in place for uh, local search, and they, they, they want to have uh, uh, that space covered so that if anyone across Canada is looking for, say, an uh, attorney, they type in attorneys.ca, and they'll have a complete uh, uh, listing or searchable listing of all the attorneys in in all of Canada. So they've got a strategy in place, and they're clearly investing money into it, which is great news for us. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds like a great strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, shame that not more people are doing that, uh, not more corporations are doing that here. Um, they could have saved a lot of money if they had just registered them themselves years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they'll pick something up from the, uh, from the Canadians on that end. And then, and then I understand that retirement.ca sold. Uh, what was the sale price on that one? Uh, retirement.ca sold for $23,000 Canadian, and okay. that was uh, last week. It was on Ron Jackson's dnjournal.com uh, top sales list. Um, the company that purchased that domain name also recently purchased cruise.ca for $37,000 and auto.ca for $12,000. So there's certainly lots of activity going on in the .ca market. Um, if you look back at the, the first quarter of 2006, we also had savings.ca sell for $36,000 and traffic.ca sell for $13,000. So there's, there's been some interest and certainly uh, some great domain names uh, trading hands. Now, are you starting to see a lot of the same fever that's building up here uh, uh, over there? Like, are there, obviously Canada is not as populated as the United States, but, uh, you know, obviously the entrepreneurial spirit is running wild with uh, the registering of domain names and the investing into the domain name, um, you know, um, uh, you know, all the domain names that are being registered. There's, you know, uh, in total 90 million domain names registered, but of that about, uh, I believe, 50 million are .com, .net names. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there's a fraction of the names that are registered uh, from a can- Canadian standpoint, so only you know seven hundred thousand or so, just rounding it up. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more names to register, I guess. Uh, there definitely is, and I think that's um, one of the reasons why uh, we're busy right now is because um, a lot of Canadians are reading the press from the states about uh, these domainers that are doing quite well, and uh, they're realizing that with only seven hundred thousand .ca names and a population of thirty-two and a half million people in Canada, um, there's a lot of opportunity still. Like certainly, like you said before, the .com name is 
really an American uh, extension. And with 300 million people and 50 million uh, domain names, you can do the math on that. There is opportunity in Canada. Certainly a lot of the uh, two- and three-word generic terms that are, uh, well, certainly the two-word generic terms for .coms are probably all good ones are all gone, but the three-word uh, ones are available. Well, the two-word uh, combinations are still available in Canada. There's lots of lots of opportunities. So I think uh, if you're uh, a domainer that uh, understands the market and is looking for uh, growth, um, you need to kind of look at other extensions, which could explain why the .eu extension was so popular. Yes, yeah, definitely. Recently. Definitely. So um, before we uh, sign off, um, are there any last uh, words of wisdom, any unique things that people that are probably listening don't know about about the .ca extension or about your organization where you can really help uh, advance businesses that are interested in working with you? Um, well, really just uh, emphasizing the opportunity. Um, do some searches. Go to our website, webnames.ca. Do some searches on terms that you actually own the .coms for, and I think you'll find that the .ca names are quite often available. While we were down at the uh, traffic conference in Las Vegas, sitting through your auction, which was great, um, almost every name that came up, uh, or certainly the, the two-word combination generic terms, uh, that came up was available in the .ca. So there were situations where people were paying $30,000 for a .com name, but the .ca name was available. So if you've got uh, special pricing on your .ca names, you could pick up that name for $10 or $15, and uh, it's a pretty good investment. Uh, there's lots of opportunities like that. Yeah, yeah, and as a matter of fact, we uh, we kind of featured a couple of the top, uh, some of the top uh, .ca names that were yeah. available for sale. Jazz.ca was one of them. Unfortunately, you didn't get any buyers, but um, the fact uh, was that um, it was the first time that a .ca name was offered in the live auction environment, um, and uh, I suspect that we'll be presenting a couple more uh, .ca names in the next auction in October, um, and um, um, hopefully we'll have some um, some buyers for those as well. That's great. Yeah, I, I think um, in general the, the whole domainer space, has, there's been a lot of Canadians involved from the very get-go. If you look back at uh, um, uh, Yun Yi, who sold his portfolio to Marchex back at, for $164 million, uh, he's a Canadian, and he uh, certainly figured out the system early on. And um, I think you probably noticed down at the traffic conference and the domain roundtable that there are a lot of Canadians doing this. Oh, they, uh, there's, there's a ton of uh, Canadian entrepreneurs that uh, that are in this space. There's no doubt about it. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the top guys were some of the biggest purchasers of, the, of domain names when we were at the auction. And like you said, yes, uh, Yanis in Canada, and uh, uh, so is Vertical Access, which is the Hit Farm Group. Uh, the, those guys, Colin Yu, they're in Canada. Um, Geoscience is in Canada. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of big domainers uh, that are actually in Canada or came from Canada. Um, so um, um, they're definitely... Uh, have the entrepreneurial spirit and uh, running wild with that stuff. Yeah. Hey, just just a couple uh, just a just a couple small questions about your management functionality inside your registrar. Uh, is it pretty easy to manage multiple domain names in your system? Is uh, is it built for bulk you know bulk changes, bulk uh, management, or is it more of a kind of a single uh, domain play? No, we've got uh, bulk tools in place. Uh, in general, what um, domainers and people with larger portfolios do is deal directly with one of our managed. Uh, corporate services people to handle a lot of those transactions. Um, we are putting into place um, more bulk tools because certainly domainers are, are demanding them. Uh, one of the uh, domainers I met down at the traffic conference has since registered about a thousand domain names through us, and uh, he's pointed at a couple things that we can do to improve our systems to uh, make it a little more domainer-friendly, because these guys are actually really interested in just doing the work themselves. They don't want somebody um, registering their names. They just want to uh, plunk them in there and register them all at once. So um, we've, we've got parent and child, a parent-child function for all our accounts, uh, works really well for large portfolios, and uh, certainly no concerns. Okay, great. 
Well, uh, Robert, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, it's been very enlightening to uh, uh, meet John uh, Demko uh, over the phone, uh, who helped uh, basically create the .ca extension, and uh, basically was part such an important part of the internet in Canada. And uh, it uh, must be a pleasure having him up as a part of your company. It probably gives you a great competitive advantage, uh, knowing what he knows and knowing how he, you know, basically started this out of, uh, you know, back uh, back in the early days in 1987. And um, I mean. What what kind of competitive advantage does having John on board uh, provide you? Well, up in Canada, John's referred to as the godfather of the internet, so certainly it is a huge advantage. Um, since so he invented the internet like uh, Al Gore did then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's very uh, humble, though, so he wouldn't say that. But um, it, it is a huge advantage for us. Webnames.ca has been around for six years, um, and people. Um, uh, come to us out of the blue to register domain names. They assume there's not a lot of competition in Canada and accept us as the uh, the leader. So, uh, John and John's done a lot, helped out a lot there. He's a, a great leader as well. Great, great. Well, it's been a pleasure having both of you on, and uh, good luck to uh, webnames.ca. Those that are listening, you want to get uh, get on board with the .ca extension um, uh, after you get some kind of presence established in Canada. Um, uh, it's a good, might be a good idea to go visit uh, webnames.ca and uh, see what kind of deal they can offer you. And, and definitely feel free to contact us. We can point you in the right direction as far as incorporating as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thanks for being on, the sh- on uh, Domain Masters, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again. Great. Thanks, Monty. Okay, take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, well, we'll take a little bit, a little bit of a break and uh, do some commercials, pay some bills, and uh, be on with uh, Jason Kabinsky. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The master of your domain. Stay tuned. Looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Click Tracks. All new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial clicktracks.com turning your future into a fortune 
party like a rock star. I thought you were going to stay tonight, aren't you? Well, I am. I was originally going to, you know, try and a few extra people popping into town. going to have to hook up a few beers and, you know, get stupid back. I almost got the feeling they were tossing back some <laughs> drinks or something. Maybe Matt has finally given up the Sprite. Party like a rock star. It is like after 7 o'clock down here, which means it's way past drinking time. Yep. I think I'm going to head out and we're going to go to this little club here called the Flying Saucer. Sit out on the patio, drink some Blue Moons. Party like a rock star. We'll sit down by the bay and have a, a nice evening uh, in Canada cocktail. Maybe you and I'll have to throw a party. I'll have to charge money to let people in, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be like the guys in high school charging three bucks a head for the two kegger in the backyard. Hey, that works for me. SEO Rockstars. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters. Now, here's your host. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Domain Masters, and uh, thanks again to the folks at uh, webnames.ca. It's nice to have somebody who uh, was an integral part of uh, of creating uh, the, the Internet Foundation, even in uh, Canada, and uh, having him on, John Demko, and also Robert Lewis. It was nice to have them on board. Uh, my next guest, uh, Jason Kabinsky. Uh, is 32 and founder of Continuum Web Solutions. Continuum Web Solutions was founded in 1999 as a web development and programming company and has since converted to a domain development and marketing uh, company and uh, has a portfolio of uh, domain names, I believe, of over 2,000 domain names. And uh, um, one of my uh, sales executives, John Moriello, uh, had a nice conversation and was able to meet Jason at uh, one of the shows, I think it was Domain Roundtable, and felt that uh, he would be a great guest to have on due to his uh, web holdings. Jason, you on board? I sure am. Hey, how are you doing? Very good. It's a pleasure to be on. Great. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your beginnings and uh, how you got involved in the internet, and then uh, and then we'll walk into uh, your domain uh, uh, portfolio and what you're doing these days with your uh, domain investments. Sure, I uh, originally got started doing uh, web development uh, probably about 1994. I worked for a public radio station at the time, uh, doing system administration, and so kind of oh, we need a website. So uh, sure, I'll take on that. I don't know what I'm getting into, but I'll do it anyway. And uh, so that that kind of, and I, I was, at the time, I was going to school for computer science, so that, that kind of grew into uh, building dynamic sites. Um, so then in, in 1999, I started doing building sites for other people, and I started registering domains kind of speculatively for potential clients. So as time went on, I kind of realized the value of these names and you know why? Why build a site for somebody for a couple thousand bucks when I could build that same site for myself and make that money many times over? That's great. So another uh, entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, you decided to. It looks like you decided to flip gears a little bit or change gears and then start uh, investing in domain names yourself. Right. And so, yeah, and probably about uh, 2002 or so, I started getting into the drop game. Uh, discovered Snap Names and Pool.com, Name Winner, and. Uh, Back then, I believe, uh, like a name winner, if catch there was no uh, no other bidders, it was eight ninety five for a name. So it it was relatively cheap to to get start building a fairly significant portfolio. 
Now, what kind of names did you go after back then? Um, uh, you know, what kind of targets did you go? Did you go over certain niches, certain industries? Uh, uh, did you just go a, a, use a blanket approach? What was your strategy back then? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of everything, you know, going through the drop list every day and kind of picking out things that would have a broad appeal, but then there's also niches in there. And uh, I'm based in Arizona, so a lot of, you know, any Arizona keyword.com, whatever, would, would be something that would appeal to me. So I'd kind of have searches to look for things that were local or maybe local cities and things of that nature. And, and back then there was really no competition for, for those types of names. Right, right. So, so you scooped up a bunch of those, huh? Right. And um, did you ever buy domain names in the aftermarket, like uh, go out and buy buy names that were, you know, valued at much higher? Uh, um, I, I would. I would. I would uh, kind of troll the forums looking for looking for people selling names that I thought were decent for for a fair price, and I picked up quite a few that way. Uh, eBay is kind of <laughs> you never know what you're getting, but every now and then uh, something good would pop up there. Yeah, you've got to be really careful with eBay. Uh, I, I, I strongly recommend that people do not do their domain purchases on eBay, if at all possible. There's been so much fraud. Uh, absolutely. Um, so give us a little bit of an idea about what your spin is nowadays. I mean, um, it, you, are you making your living with your domain portfolio now? Are you monetizing traffic through PPC, or are you developing out websites and monetizing them in a certain way? Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a combo a combo of everything. So uh, kind of the, the standard thing with all my names, park them. Then pick out names that I think will do well as a developed site. Develop that site into something. And usually, maybe not on the first try, you figure out what, what the best approach is for that specific site. Uh, maybe sometimes after you develop a site, you might realize that it was making more just as a parked page. Right. But then right. in many other situations, you can multiply your income many times by developing a site that was parked, something that might have been making 50 cents a day as a park page could be making you $50 a day as a developed site. Also, with a developed site, you're you're starting probably with the lowest amount of traffic that you're ever going to have, and you're going to build that traffic up. With a park page, you're probably going to stay consistent, maybe taper off, depending on the source of that traffic. But uh, I, I kind of like the idea of developing the domains getting the, the natural search listings for the domains and growing it that way. Right. Now, when you were at Traffic, the Traffic Conference, did you attend the uh, the panel discussion with all the PPC players? I mean, we were up there for Traffic Club, and uh, there was like eight other uh, panelists. Were you up on, uh, were you in that uh, conference? Yes, I was. And, and I, probably what you're getting at is, I mean, it seems like there is a big trend among the, the PPC providers to kind of move away from just a page full of ads to something that looks more like a, a developed site or it has some sort of content on there. Well, I guess I guess what I was getting at, because um, I, I think it would be interesting discussion with you since you have a lot of uh, know-how as a developer, someone that was developing websites and then got into domains. Um, one of the interesting topics that was very apparent to me up there, and of course I was up there with my competitors and also my partners. I mean, we partner with many of those companies in Traffic Club, um, but we also compete against them as well, is that... There really isn't any one solution that addresses everybody's needs and every domain name. And um, the one, the, the big point that I, I keep pointing out to everyone that both listens and also the, my, my competitors that were up on the panel is that no, if just because you have the ability to create content around a website doesn't mean that the end user who's typing in that domain name wants to see that content and may not want to just click on an ad and go to wherever they want to go. And there's no way to predict that, really. 
And I was just interested in your take on that as having experience in both realms of uh, of being a developer and developing out websites and also having domain names that are that are parking um, domain names and, and that combination. Right. So, I mean, it, it really depends, like you said, on the name. And I think kind of like the, the traffic club approach, it's, it's I think, going to be more common because even among the parking companies, okay, you know, this particular domain might be making next to nothing at this company, but then you move it to another parking company and it's doing great. Well, you know, what, what are the factors that go in that makes the people that are visiting this site like what they're seeing here, but, you know, just think this is garbage and close the window as soon as they see another one. But then and it's, it's definitely not a, a single parking company that will be consistently better. It, you know, given another domain, those two parking companies might do the opposite. And so it's really just kind of figuring out for each name, okay, well, maybe this this, domain, this parking company gives me some graphics or something, and that really helps this name. But this parking company is doing some sort of analysis on what, what people are searching on, so they're showing more relevant keywords in the in the, the searches that they're showing on that landing page, so that that right. might help some other domain. Well, what are your what's your advice? Um, um, you know, knowing what you know now and knowing what you knew then, um, in terms of those that are getting domain names still or trying to figure out what the best combination is or what to do now. Um, you know, you come from a different angle than I do. I'm, I'm co- you know, commercially offering uh, products and services to my end users, but you're one of the end users that we offer products and services to. What, 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 what do you suggest people do to be successful at this point? Uh, I really think that getting, okay, so right now, especially, okay, um, last six months or so with the, the Business 2 articles and the Wall Street articles, there's a lot of people trying to get in this business and coming in with, pretty much no experience, and there's numerous posts on the forums of people, okay, I registered 100 names, and I haven't gotten a click all month or something. And if you're going about just registering a name that has that historically never was a website, and it's not something that someone is likely just to type in, then where are these people expecting to get the traffic from? Well, if you're going about it that approach, that's fine. You can still make a living doing that but you're going to have to build the sites up and you're going to have to build traffic for those sites. Now, okay, so so of course you build traffic for those sites. So it's much harder to build traffic, obviously, for a site that's, uh, you know, you don't build traffic really for a site that's on a PPC page unless you're somehow steering or, or directing traffic to those particular websites. So obviously on developed sites, you're going to build traffic through SEO and other types of, uh, of techniques, correct? Exactly. And, and so I, it's... Uh, and, a lot of it is you can still use, I mean, you have a toolkit to use of many, many different ways of, of getting this traffic there. So you can do some, some paid listings for your site. You can do some, you know, do some AdWords. And, if there's, and what you're doing is kind of getting this traffic to your site from as many ways as possible. And so maybe by doing an AdWords, well, what have you what have you found to be like the best? Uh, you know, one thing we try to get out. I say that every show is that uh, we try to get some unique angles, some good competitive angles from the guests that I speak with to help others be successful on the web. What have you found to be some of the good tricks of the trade to increase traffic, um, organically increase traffic to your develop sites and be successful on your overall portfolio? And, and I, you have I, a lot of experience to give this advice because you're also a, you know you were a developer of uh, of websites, right? Well. 
And I, I think the the biggest thing to keep in mind is that you need to figure out what people are searching for. And there's there's tools out there, Overture Tool, that you can use to, to see what, what people are searching for and build your pages based on those search terms. Because it's really, if, if you're building traffic, it's all about getting the natural search listings. And so by going about finding what, what people are searching for and then building your site based on those search terms, that's the best way to, to drive site, drive traffic to a new site. Right. And then, and then what about, um, is there any, anything relevant or, or important for any of the park pages that you're, uh, that you're doing? Well, I think, uh, again, I, I mentioned this before, something like what, what Traffic Club does is it takes, takes a domain and shops it around to all the different PPC companies is, is huge, especially if you have a large portfolio. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's something that all the big domainers know, you know, you need to kind of shop, shop it around and see where it performs best. But when you have a large portfolio, it's hard to go and manually keep track of which domains are performing well where and then keep them there. It, it just uh, the task of updating your forwarding or DNS to each one of those can get quite tedious. So something, a, a solution like Traffic Club, I think, is kind of the next generation where you're handling everything for the domainers. They, they point it to one place, and it's done with. Well, good. I'm glad you I'm glad you like the uh, the strategy. That's how we originally planned it uh, almost a year and a half ago to uh, to give that competitive edge and have multiple feeds compete for the business instead of you trying to figure out which feed is the best one for you because there there you know there isn't any one feed that works 100 percent of the time all the time. And as a matter of fact, uh, as I stated at traffic, um, you know the advertising relationships are being struck every single minute of the day, 24 hours a day, and uh, it could happen on any one of the partners. And uh, that's the reason why there are so many uh, partners uh, or, or PPC companies and, you know, both Yahoo and Google are, you know, pretty equally ex- successful in terms of, uh, of acquiring advertising revenue and business from their advertisers is because they both offer good solutions and they both strike deals at various times in the same industries. And so you could have auto-related names that are monetizing great on Google and then the next month... Um, Yahoo strikes a deal with GM to to push SUV um, sales and doubles PPC rates, and you would never see that opportunity unless you're in a system that provides you the look into that arbitrage opportunity and moves your traffic over for you automatically. Exactly, and, and it kind of goes like you're saying with you have Yahoo and Google, and then you have the, the other aggregators who each use one or the other. So it's it's going to be okay. Domain sponsor is, is performing well on this keyword at, at this point in time. Right, because they use their because behavioral analysis Google, and that but, kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. Now, um, so what is your which, what are you doing these days? Are you acquiring more names now? Um, what's your total portfolio holding? Is it about two thousand names, or you have? Uh, yeah, more it's, than a, it? it's a little over two thousand um, right now. I'm kind of looking into uh, more local search based domains, and th- that includes uh, CCTLDs. Um, I think. Dot com, I mean, it's still king, but it's it's getting a little overcrowded with just the, it's a seller's market right now, and there's a lot of competition for these domains, and a lot of sellers want pretty lofty prices. And, and to tell you the truth, I think a lot of times it, it, those prices are justified, but it's hard to acquire a large portfolio if you're paying a hundred grand for each name. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but then when when you go go with some of these uh, CCTLDs, you can 
build, and you're, you're taking a larger risk, but you, it's, it's easier to build a larger portfolio that way. And in the long run, you know, those domains could be going for 100000 and you pick them up for a fraction of that just because you got in a couple of years before. Right, so you're so you're um, you're basically going to be starting to throw your money down the, some of the country code channels and um, some of the other. Uh, what about some of the newer extensions that are coming out? Uh, you know, we just launched uh, .mobi uh, on Monday for for the uh, um, mobile network owner uh, trademark protection, and then there's a Sunrise version coming up uh, in June. But then Landrush is going to go in August. How do you feel about yeah. some of the newer extensions? Uh, I think .mobi is going to be huge. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there for growth. I, I think we're we're just starting to tap into the wireless phones, wireless internet, and if in it, this is supported by a lot of the, the wireless phone manufacturers. So if this extension is somehow built into the the browsers that come with your cell phones, it, it has huge potential. And I think you know, it, right now, I mean that just what is possible, people are just beginning to envision, and it's just going to take off as people learn how to use their the Internet on their cell phones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to a much more mobile world uh, than we ever did before. I, I never thought I'd be one of those guys that types into my uh, my cell phone, and now I have this trio, and it's uh, it occupies a great deal of my uh, uh, non-office time <laughs> to catch up. Right. And I'm and, and sending instant with... messages to my, my employees and partner and and communicating and uh, making sure the website's running and all that stuff for my PDA. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it is. And it, um, also, it's, what dot tell was disapproved. That, uh, I think it's, I really don't see the value that it's adding. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, I think... A lot of the new TLDs, if they don't have a purpose, then at least a a well-defined purpose that people will that need that that there's a need for, then it's just kind of the only one that's really benefiting is the registrar selling it. Um, Who's going to use it? Yeah, that's uh, that's true, and um, I really think that uh, having restricted TLDs in a market that's not mature yet is uh, you know also kind of risky. You know, the dot jobs and dot travel extensions haven't been wildly successful because it has some you know a lot of restrictions and um you have to be members of those organizations to register those domain names but you know look at dot eu um even though you have to have european presence people got away and around uh being able to register uh those um domain names and they registered you know 1.5 million in what uh, 24 or 36 hours uh which was an incredible feat i think and dot mobi is uh, you know probably going to be a pretty successful extension like you said because of the future uh application of the new xml code that uh, that you're that you're able to put into your website um through your isp or your web host and be able to view your website in a proper format through your through your mobile device that's pretty cool absolutely well um any other tips or um or advice you can give to any of the listeners that are out there that are looking to be uh, uh successful domainers that you uh um Maybe have in the in the back of your hat, or you know, stuffed um, away somewhere. I, I I think probably what what I a lot of people that I talk to just feel like it's too late. They missed the boat. They they weren't registering these generic dot coms in ninety four ninety five, so it, it's all over. And I think it, it's just getting started. Yeah, I agree with uh, you. I think we're uh, we're in the first inning of a of a long baseball game. <laughs> absolutely, definitely. 
Well, Jason, uh, we uh, we definitely enjoyed speaking with you and uh, also look forward to working with you as a customer. And uh, obviously, you have a lot of insight and experience from your uh, from your web development days and uh, and also uh, as a domainer. So I really appreciate your, your time tonight and uh, appreciate you having, having to be on, the, on, on our show. All right. Thank you, Monty. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, another great week of uh, Domain Masters. Uh, those of you that want to check out uh, what's going on in the industry, of course, go hit uh, go hit uh, DN Journal and uh, see what's going on. Um, we are still winding down. Actually, just got finished, I think, with the last names today of the names we sold at the traffic conference auction. It was great. Um, those of you that missed it last week or the week before, uh, it was broadcasted live a couple times uh, on the air since the event. And uh, we sold uh, just under $2.1 million worth of domain names, 58 names in total, uh, in under three hours. Took a list of 5,000 domain names and got it weeded down to about 160 to present at auction. And we're already prepping for our next live auction, which will be at Traffic East uh, in Miami at the uh, Diplomat Hotel right on the beach. It's going to be a great event. Uh, we're expecting maybe six or 700 people at that event and uh, hoping to see... Uh, maybe a $5 million domain sale uh, barrier broken uh, in domain names, and uh, pretty excited about that. We're going to automate the process and really improve it and uh, broadcast it live on Webmaster Radio, and uh, I understand the TV cameras are going to be in place too. So it's going to be quite an event. Uh, Those of you that want to get involved and and go see what's going on in the industry, uh, definitely go to targetedtraffic.com and uh, get signed up for the next conference, which is in Miami. I'm telling you it's worthwhile. Domain Roundtable as well as a great gathering of, uh, of domainers and industry experts. And uh, there's more and more of these uh, educational events going on uh, throughout the uh, year. Uh, there's going to be three or four gatherings just for domainers and, of course, uh, Webmaster World and SES. Uh, matter of fact, I just got the word last week, or actually a week and a half ago, that um, for the first time uh, we will be on a uh, domain panel at SES, at Search Engine Strategy. So, the world is opening up to our industry, and it's going to be very exciting, and I'll be on a panel at SES, and uh, we'll be talking domains and uh, helping people get set up um, properly with all the um, best money-making, monetizing systems and, uh, and advice that we can possibly give to help uh, really expand and grow the industry. So with that said, I will let everybody go. We'll be live next week uh, with another great show, and uh, I hope everybody has a great week, and uh, thank you for listening to Domain Masters this week, and be the master of your domain. I'll see you next week. Thanks. Radio.fm.